Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. My name is Mike, coming to you live from location Bravo here, uh, as we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Uh, my name is Mike. I think I said that already, but I don't do this program by myself. Let me go around the room, introduce you to my fellow compatriots. On my right is the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Well, I would say it's good to be back, but I'm not there. I'm coming to you live from the MagSwag.com Mobile Maxi Studio. The Mobile Maxi. That's the uh, that's the 50,000 pounds of steel and sex appeal. Is that that one? Yep, that's the one. There we go. There we go. You... Uh, you listen. Let's uh, let's let the folks know out there. You know, normally on a, on a Saturday, you'd be out there uh, uh, running the road, running the big rig, and uh, but you'd be back in time because it's an it's an early route, and you'd be back in time to sit here in the studio with us. But there was uh, there were some logistical difficulties earlier in the day. We don't want to go into that. Yeah, well, I'll I'll go ahead and be the butt of many jokes on this. I'll I'll let our listeners know. Uh, I added about two, two, two and a half hours to my day today because I was a bonehead. I locked my keys in the truck. You locked your keys in the truck. Now, which part of the truck? Like the bed of the truck, yeah. the, the cargo of the truck, the front of the truck, the, the sleeper cab? What, what part of the truck? Well, the trailers are sealed, so I wasn't in there, but I locked them in the cab. Well, there you go. I got out of the truck thinking I was going to walk into the truck stop, lock the door. But before I closed the door, another driver walked up. Oh, okay, I'm going to need to crank the truck up here in a second. Let me get my keys out of my hand. I reached up, put the keys back in the ignition switch. I'm going to need them there in a minute or two. And he was started talking to me, and the door was in the way. So I closed the door so I could talk to him better. And then I reached up to get in, and the door was locked. I'm like, oh, no, what did I just do? And, of course... He didn't have a spare key to fit my truck either, so we had to call a locksmith. Folks, that's a that's the good cover story. What happened was 
Uh, <laughs> he did lock his keys in his truck, but it was at the Bucky's, and uh, it, you had two and a half hours worth of distractions there before he remembered to call for a spare set of keys. No, I don't like Bucky's. Bucky's doesn't like truck drivers. That's true. They uh, they're the world's biggest car stop. They're not they're not they're not designed yeah. for trucks. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I guess there are some places out west, I guess a couple of them do it, so I don't want to throw them too far under the bus, but yeah, they, they definitely, where yeah. we are, they don't like trucks. That's true. So, I have yet to go into a Bucky's. I was actually go- going to do that. I was going to take my truck into one that brand new opened. It had been open less than a week. Oh, let me pull in, check it out, see what it is. But they had yard, uh, yard sale size signs uh, 150 yards long. No trucks, no trucks, no trucks, yeah. no trucks. Okay, I, I get the point. So I turn around and left. Yeah, well, that's what you do. That's, that's, that's what you do. So um, we will, uh, we, we will uh, you know, next time we'll just uh, we'll make sure you got a spare key. We'll, we'll tape it to your leg or something like that. I don't know how we'll do it. Oh, just, uh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm going to be making a spare key later on today, and uh, I'll be putting it. Probably in my wallet or something, you know, just in case. There you go. That's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's sometimes you don't get the same truck every day, so it's hard to, right? I mean, or is it as you like? Is it like a like a uh, a key for a, a forklift? They're all the same. No, uh, it is it is pretty much a signed truck. So unless something happens, typically I am in the same truck. Gotcha. But we do have multiple brands of trucks and different keys. Gotcha. So the best I'm going to be able to do is. Make a make a spare for the for the truck that I'm in in most often, and have that on me in case a situation like this happens again. Gotcha. We used to have them for work too, where we'd have the door keys we could get a copy of if we did really lock ourselves out of the vehicle. But then the ignition key was different. But mm-hmm. once you got back inside the door, that's where you're, you could get to the rest of your keys. So so there there was some level of uh, right. security going on there. So I get it. I understand. 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 Right. Um, well, listen, we got you tagging right along with us. Uh, what what part of the state do we find you in today? Right now, I am in Gainesville. Oh, on my way south. Go Gators! There we go. Go get go Gators! Yeah, fortunately, there's not a game. Otherwise, otherwise, the traffic would be horrendous. <laughs> well, during the game, the three four hours the game's going on, the traffic's good. It's the two hours before and the That's four true. hours after <laughs> that it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be anywhere yeah, after it yeah, exactly. before or after, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty horrible. Um, yeah, because there's one road in and out of Gainesville. Well, two. One with lights, one without. We'll say that. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep, yep. And that's, that's how you can, uh, that's how you get around the Gainesville. Well, there's a. There's a bunch of stuff going on in the news today, so I'm going to cover a couple of it here in the uh, two minutes or so we got left before we uh, we head off to break, because I know there's uh, people are out there uh, asking if we're going to talk about it, and uh, the answer is uh, yes, and in fact, when we come back, it'll probably be the first thing we talk about is the, the, the Alec Baldwin shooting, so we will be discussing yeah. that uh, from a couple of different points of view. Points of view you may not even know we had, but hey. That's what uh, that's what makes us special here on the Arms Room Radio. We're going to give you this from a point of view didn't you didn't even know we had a bit, although, or we've been on so long we probably told the story several times that people probably already know. So, uh, it's it's we'll, we'll figure it out. we'll figure it out. Um, 
We're going to be talking to you about some of uh, what's going on at SHOT Show. There is, that's the Shooting Hunting Outdoor Trade Show. There were some uh, rumors flirting, flirt, uh, flowing around this week about it. And we did some investigating, reporting, and got some answers. So we're going to be giving you that information uh, as well. Um, we've got a story out of uh, New Mexico. Uh, Earl, I'm not, I think you saw this video. I think we talked about this. The, uh, the, the young former Marine who uh, decided he was going to end the armed robbery at the convenience store in about 0.4 seconds. This is is how quick. Yes. He, uh, he, he didn't he, even didn't even drop his groceries. Nope. Did not. Did not. So that uh, that will we will be discussing as well. Now and and of course this is going to take us into uh, much of the safety and much of the law when we talk to you about uh, a couple of these things. Um, so uh, it, it's one it's, minute. It's kind of where we we want to go. It, it is it is our plan anyway to talk to you about that. So. Um, oh, and then I guess, uh, Earl, just because it affects you and I so much, we're going to talk about Captain Florida, Governor DeSantis, taking on one of the mayors in the state. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's always yeah. fun because uh, there's about to be a there's about to be a, a, a two hit street fight. You know, you know which kind I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, DeSantis hitting him and him hitting the floor. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, you're listening to Arms Room Radio uh, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Stick around. We got more for you after the break. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity. Not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, hand guards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA. Defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. 
Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of... One minute. Gottlieb. One minute. Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Uh, Earl, how are you doing there? How's the drive going? Doing well, doing well, uneventful. All right, well, there you go. That's the best kind of driving when you're driving that uh, that kind of loader. Hey, do you know what you got? You know what you got in the load there? What you're carrying? No, I don't. I've it, got two sealed trailers. Is it uh, dry or reefers? Dry. Dry. Okay. All right. There we go. That's what we know so far, folks. Uh, if anybody can guess what Earl's got in there, uh, you, we have no way to verify that. So I'm sorry, the prizes can't be handed out today. So if we have it's it's own Earl is here one now. Of the, one of the, the 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 common term we 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 use when somebody asks what are you hauling, I say fact F A K freight all kinds. There you go, I got fact in my truck. I got my fact in my truck. I think you can get that uh, with gravy uh, up there in Alabama. Also, if uh, biscuits and gravy, you can get that. You can get yes, some. You, can. you get some back fact. Yes, get some back fact with good, some gravy. Good. Oh boy, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's talk Alec Baldwin. Let's talk Alec yeah. Baldwin. Okay, uh, for those that uh, you know been away from the, the the news media for the past couple of days, well, first off, good on you. You know, for for uh, for tearing yourself away from the 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 lies and nonsense that the the, the mainstream media has become, uh, and that's why we appreciate you uh, tuning in with us uh, here on on our program. Um, Alec Baldwin is, uh, I think everybody knows who he was, right? Uh, he was on 30 Rock. Uh, he was uh, as far back as uh, um, Hunt for Red October, right? Wasn't he uh, the good guy? He played the, uh, yeah. um, oh, man, um, what was the character's name? Um, Jack, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, thank you. Yeah, he was the original Jack, Jack Ryan, Ryan in movies. Yes. 
and then after that, uh, uh, a couple of the. Uh, He's in a couple of Mission Impossible movies yep. with Tom Cruise. Yep. Yep. So uh, everybody knows who he is. He's a listen. I think he's a decent actor, but I think his politics suck. Okay. Um, he's he's been oh, yeah. he's been one of those clearly anti-gun guys for quite some time. All right. He's also one of yeah. those. Then I think what sets him apart and makes him a little bit worse. He's also one of those has no problem using guns in movies to make his money, guys. Uh, so yep. so if you recall, I mean, listen, the first movie I remember him in, again, is The Hunt for Red October. And remember, the uh, he had the 1911. He was crawling around. He's making fun of Sean Connery going, don't shoot at things. They could go off, you know, stuff like that. You know, so, but he's a... Uh, He's, he's, he's carried guns in the majority of his movies. This time he was out in New Mexico making a, uh, a Western movie. Well, here's the angle, folks, that, that we want to talk to you about from this. Um, I, I've worked, and if, you, and if you go over to the IMDb, um, I've worked on movie sets as uh, uh, the armorer, the prop master for firearms, and a technical advisor for firearms. Um, and I'm, I'm reading a lot of stuff that's gone on uh, in this movie set. And I want to give you what I know of a, how a successful armorer, prop master, technical advisor for firearms should conduct his, uh, his, his set. Um, the firearms, uh, first off, uh, Earl and I in, in, in uh, the former industry, uh, Earl, we made a bunch of movie guns. We, uh, we, we, we made several different movie guns, and they could be made several different ways. Um, there's a combination of guns that are built from the ground up that will never, ever, ever be able to file, or file a live round. And, um, you know, kind of, we're talking about like solid barrels with perhaps a pinhole only so gas can escape so a, a gun can cycle. Um, and then you have other ones that are... Yes, right, right. Then you have other ones that you can modify an existing firearm to make it uh, function with the blanks. Um, and then you have other types of firearms that um, you, uh, you can crudely put a blank adapter on them, an external blank adapter on them, but as long as that guy's in the distance in the shot, you're really not worried about it, you know? Um, so many, many different ways. Um, there's also, you could use a regular firearm with a blanks, uh, and it has nothing blocking the barrel, and you do that in, say, like revolvers or single-shot firearms, uh, you know, uh, uh, shotguns that you rack. So, you know, something that doesn't require the gas blowback to make the rifle, handgun, whatever function. So if you use just plain blanks, you can do that in a single-action style, non-reciprocating barrel uh, style, non-blowback barrel. You can do that with regular blank rounds without having to block the barrel off. And, and Earl, if you recall, it was, it's been 20, 20 30 years right now. Um, what was, uh, it was uh, Bruce Lee's kid, uh, uh, Brandon Lee, right? Was that his name, Brandon Yes, Brandon Lee. Right. And then there was the other actor from the TV show Voyagers who did the same thing, picked up a revolver and was joking around and, and went like shot towards his head. Well, the gas was still moving at, you know, 2,000 feet per second and, uh, and critically injured and only died from it. Um, 
because that gas yeah, that, coming. That one was John Eric Hexum. Yes, that's and his name. He, he, he was joking around yep. and put a put a live firearm with blanks yep. up to his head and joked around saying, "I wonder if there's one in here for me," and pulled the trigger, thinking it wasn't going to do any damage because it was blank. Yep. But and the pressure from the blank at such close range actually fractured his skull. Yep. Dislodged a piece of of his skull. And sent that into his brain, killing him. Yep. Yep. The one with uh, with Brandon Lee was it was similar to what's going on in the Alec Baldwin set. It was supposed to be a uh, you know an unloaded blank firing gun, uh, and it was not. And he got shot in the abdomen, from what I recall. And because of the length of the time it took to get him to care, he he died. Uh, if I'm recalling that story correctly, um, but um, here's how a prop master should work on a set. Here's how a firearms prop master should work on a set. The armorer. No firearm goes into anyone's hand that's going to pull the trigger without it going through the prop master's hand first. And I'm talking about direct through. Now, if you've got like a major production, you're doing a, uh, uh, you know, We Were Soldiers or something like that. You've got you've got ten, twenty, thirty of these people out there that are armorers and firearms experts, and you, they take they bring the rifles, handguns, whatever out from the armor from the armorer from the armory is where you keep them, and they test them, make sure they're checked, and put them in the actor's hands, the extras' hands, whatever it happens to be, and then they don't give them to anyone. If their character dies and they lay there, then the weapon stays there with them, or the firearm stays there with them. Uh, it doesn't go back until the director yells cut, and then it goes back from that actor's hands back into one of the armorer's hands, and they make sure it goes back. There's no standing up. There's no pulling the triggers. There's no joking. Um, you know, we just had counting the Baldwin one, a third, a third one now, right, where somebody has died, where an actor has died, or somebody involved in the film industry has passed away. Uh, it's it's not done now, Earl. Here's here's the problem with it. You get. Somebody like Alec Baldwin on the set, right? Who's the, you know, the ten million dollar man, right? He's making ten million dollars for that film, and you got the armorer there who's making, I don't know, you know, five thousand dollars for his work on the film. Um, well, it's the way that Hollywood works. It's the way that world works. Everybody wants to try and be best buddies, right, with the rich guy that maybe can help them get their next job. So what happens? They let they let safety slide. Well. Alec knows what he's doing. I've showed him a couple of times, so I'm just going to leave these guns right here. He'll be okay. Uh, I have no idea if that's what happened, folks. That's that's the working. That's a working theory, okay? That people are trying to impress people. Now, if you have a really, really strict, super strict armorer, they're going to have the respect of the director. They're going to have the respect of the, uh, the the cast, the crew, and maybe even some of the uh, the actors. However. They're probably not going to be asked back next time because people think they're a butthead because he's too strict. We don't like that guy. Right. You know, that's that's what happens. That's that's the nature of the beast. Right, Earl? That's why as an instructor, not my job to be nice. All right. Um, exactly. I'm, I'm going to be professional. I'm going to be courteous. But there is a possibility. I'm going to jump on your butt with both feet. But I'm going to do it for a good, legitimate reason to make sure. One minute. With any more bodily holes than they were born with. Yeah, ex- exactly right. Um, we got, uh, we're coming up on the break, folks. We're going we're to talk to you about some more because I want to explain to you again how, 
how the how the armorer works on the set, how the prop master works on the set, and how this how this should work. And uh, looking through a little bit more of this story, uh, it, there's just a little bit more every day. It, it it looks like we've got a cross between those two items um, of, of what happened here. So you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Stick around. We'll be back after the break. smoking when I was 13. I always thought when the time came, I could quit. No problem. Then at 28, I tried to go cold turkey, and I found out how hard it really was. I made it all day without a smoke. (laughs) Right until I met up with the guys. But I learned something that night. In fact, every time I tried to quit, there were more than a few... Yeah, three and a half minutes. ...about what worked and what didn't work for me. And when I realized that I wasn't alone that most people don't quit on their first or second attempt, I knew there was still hope. Today, I'm an ex-smoker. My only advice is to never, ever give up trying to quit. If you're trying to quit smoking, the American Lung Association is here to help every step of the way. Visit quitterinyou.org for tools, tips, and stories from smokers we've helped to finally quit for good. The American Lung Association. We support the Quitter in You at quitterinyou.org. There are a lot of things teenagers hope for. Homecoming. Getting a cell phone. My first boyfriend. But the things they shouldn't have to hope for? Finding a home. Getting a family. Having someone to care about me. Over half of the 500,000 kids out there in need of foster care are 12 and up. They need a caring home just as much, maybe even more, as the littlest ones. If your heart is big enough for a bigger kid, take this chance and give them a chance. Kids Peace, your local children's charity, can match an older child with your family and provide training for their special needs, financial support, even a 24-hour support team that's just a phone call away. Their needs may be bigger, but so are the rewards. To find out more, contact Kids Peace at 1-866-4-KIDS-PEACE or visit fostercare.com. With a little more effort, you can make a huge difference in the life of a bigger kid. The need is growing, so call or click today. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your every day. So protect your every day. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Young men just don't seem to listen to the radio anymore. They're too busy with their earpods and TV games. It's iPods and video games? Whatever. Point is, young men are probably not listening to me right now, but they will listen to you. So I need you to remind them to register with Selective Service when they turn 18. That's an easy way to keep the door open to important benefits, like college loans and government jobs. And it's the law. So please, feel free to remind them to go to sss.gov or any post office to register. I heard that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. 
And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the MagSwag.com studios. Uh, hey, Earl, we're talking about uh, the shooting involving uh, Alec Baldwin on the movie set. I believe the name of the movie was uh, was Rust, a uh, Western movie being shot out there in New Mexico. Um, or one of the things we're talking about uh, is, uh, is, the, is the how strict uh, a, an armorer has to be on the set, a prop master has to be on the set when it comes to firearms. Um, the, uh, the, the, the prop master themselves, again, this is the procedure that works. Uh, you don't have to be rude about it. You don't have to be terrible about it. But you're not there to be anybody's best friend either because it's all about safety. Um, the prop master will take the prop perhaps from one of his other armorers that's working on the set. They will both confirm or minimum the prop master will confirm. The armorer will confirm this is uh, this g- gun is ready to go and it's in a, uh, a non-lethal mode. All right. And if it is in a lethal mode, let's say it's a revolver or some type of shotgun that does not have the barrel filled, they will explain to the actor they're handing it to. If you pull this trigger and wave it within five feet of anybody, it's going to kill them. The gases escaping can, can, can risk and kill them. Yes. Now tell me what I just told you. And they t- get it, and you get it back. And then you move on to the next one. And you tell them nobody else is, you give this handgun to until you give it back to me. And you don't pull this trigger unless the director tells you, pull this trigger. You know, that's, that's it. You know, that's, there's, there's no joking around with these firearms. You have to be sure 100% that this firearm is safe. Otherwise, what are we here for? We're, just, we're, we're here making movies. We're not here to kill people. Uh, um, Earl, we said, we said as instructors, you're always making sure that firearms are safe and secure. You had an issue as an instructor one day where another instructor wanted you to do something and you said no and you stopped what was going on and left. Yes, he, he, uh, we were on a range. Uh, everyone, everyone in the class had live ammunition on their persons, and the instructor was talking to us and wanted everyone to point their live firearm at him and pull the trigger. And I stood out because, I, unfortunately, I'm sad to say, I was the only one who didn't do it. And I, you know, I just turned my head and looked at him, you know, with a look of shock on my face, like, what did you just tell me to do? Point your gun at me. No. I I need you to point your gun at me if you're going to participate in this training. No. Yeah. Well, if if you can't do that, then, you know, you you can't do anything with this, this training. I simply holstered my handgun and said, thank you very much. And I walked away. I walked off the range. That's how you do it, folks. That's how you do it. And then you let the range master know what's going on so the range master can get in there. And I know at uh, one point this other instructor was no longer an instructor at that location because of these incidents. So it's, uh, that's how you, that's how you, save, you save the lives. Uh, here's what we know looking at the report. And, again, I, you know, I'm getting the same news sources, folks, that, uh, that you're getting. Uh, it looks like there was a safety issue on the set. Uh, you know, leading up to this event and even the morning of to the point where much of the crew walked out 
and was being replaced with uh, looks like some non-union crew there. Perhaps might have been some or you know crew that wasn't uh, you know on the union uh, dime that day. Uh, and when this firearm was grabbed, it looks like it might have been during that period where. Nobody knew who the prop master was or who the armor was or anything else that was going on. And it looks like that might have been the safety. I'm telling you, this is the kind of set, a lot of firearms, that safety issue, they may have been talking about firearms. Now, listen, they're also in the middle of the desert. They might have been complaining because it was too, you know, hot and dusty, you know, for all we know, for safety. You know, they don't want people going down at, you know, heat, heat exhaustion or something like that. But there was an issue. It did go on on the set. So... Um, that's how it should work. Uh, Earl, this just brings us back to every safety lesson we know. All right. Uh, you come across a gun. What do you do? Leave it alone. If, you, if you're not the person in charge of it, leave it alone. Maybe contact somebody that you know is supposed to be in charge of it and notify them of its location and condition. Yeah, that's about it, folks. Listen. <laughs> You know, we, we all know the, you know, the, the, the rules of gun safety, uh, uh, you know, right? And like, like Earl says, if you leave it alone, then, and you, and you make sure it's secured, you know, you, you call somebody, you do something along those lines. You didn't just walk away from it. Oh, good. Man, that one didn't get me, you know? Guess what? You could be a mile away and somebody could pull that trigger and that bullet could still land on you, all right? Um, you, you make sure yeah. that that firearm is secure, Uh I, I listen. I don't even like to pick up guns that that are that are not mine, Earl. That are you know, if we're on a range or something like that, or there's another firearm laying there, you know, I, I do exactly what you just said. Stand there over it, or make sure near it and secure that nobody else gets it until we we find out who the owner is. But I'm not about going up and picking up guns and starting clearing them and and then playing detective to figure out who they are, who they belong to. All right, one if it's laid there and it's on the ground or something like that, maybe it's already had the malfunction. Maybe it's in the middle of a squib load. Maybe. Uh, for those that recall, the squib load is you pull the, you pull the trigger, and it goes. you get a little sizzle, but it doesn't go boom because uh, you've got a really slow cook-off in a gun. <laughs> well, what you don't want is that you know, being held tightly in your hand in case it goes boom, so you're going to lay it down and point it in a safe direction. Maybe that's what's going on with that firearm. Don't have any idea, right? Um, but I think the best thing to do yeah. is stand there over it, uh, and find out. I mean, if you were to range, you, you, you call somebody. You're, you, hey, who's, who's, who left their gun? Whose gun fell out of their bag? You know, if you're in the neighborhood and you're in the park, uh, I don't know if I'm yelling. I think I'm just picking up the phone and calling 911. What are you doing? Yeah, pretty much. I, I think, yeah, that, that if in that situation, I just, you know, out, out and about, not, on, not in a firearm-intended uh, environment, yeah, at bare minimum, I'm going to, you know, Stand there over it, make sure nobody comes in contact with it, and uh, yeah, you know, like you said, call the authorities. You know, I mean, I I know I know a little bit about it, but like you said, I I don't know the the intended reason of why it's laying there. It could have been someplace simply misplaced it. It could be you know in the in the middle of uh, a, a an emergency situation with that firearm, like you already explained. I don't know what the conditions going on, so I'm not going to put anybody else at risk and i'm not going to put myself at risk like you mentioned the possibility you know i'm i'm legitimately and accurately trying to disarm the firearm but if it's in a situation like you mentioned with a, with a squid load or or something like that 
I'm I'm holding it when when it goes off, and it may not be in the best condition already. So I'm not putting myself at risk either. I'll tell you a little trick. No, I probably shouldn't. I'm just going to say that there's ways to sabotage a firearm also, so that when the person comes to use it. Uh, it would do much, much damage to that person. Uh, that's 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 war kind of stuff. I'll just say that that comes from the other the other side of my knowledge base. There, I'm not going to give you how we did it, or how possibly it was done. Um, let's see. Um, yeah. yeah, Earl. Listen, I, I mean, you know me. Rule number one for my safety is don't give your guns to the government. Okay, that's that's my deal. But exactly. you know, and, and, and everybody knows that's how we have we believe. But I'm also not walking away from a firearm where somebody else could be could, come, could become a victim of, uh, of of a negligent or an accidental discharge because somebody else that doesn't know about this firearm comes over and picks it up, or somebody else comes over that shouldn't have a firearm and takes it and now uses it illegal. That's not going to happen while I'm there. Do I want to see you have to go to the to you know the police department to get your gun back? No, but guess what? At this point, you don't have your gun at all. At least if the police department or the sheriff's office has it and they do the proper research, there's a chance you might get it back. Because if it was stolen from you and got dumped after something else, you're you're not you're not going to go. The public is not the, the supermarket's not going to hold you hold it for you, and the park's not going to hold it for you and put up a sign that says "lost gun, please identify and we'll give it back." No, but. If the police track it down and find out it was you, maybe there's a legit shot you get your you get your firearm back. But leaving it there on the side of the ground and not doing anything about it is a hundred percent sure way that you're not getting it back. So, and and there's all the safety involved as well. So you, you don't want it going off. Um, and remember, guns don't go off without One people minute. messing with them. But you can have a negligent discharge if it's a firearm you're not familiar with. Maybe it's a single-action firearm, and it's cocked, and you have no idea how one of those works, and you pick it up and manhandle it like a Glock. Guess what you got? You probably got a three fifty-seven hole in your foot if you're lucky. That's all you have. So. Yeah, that's uh, right now. What, what I think I may have heard a couple different uh, sources of information that you did, and where I hold Alec Baldwin responsible is he didn't do his due diligence to become familiar with the firearms that he was going to have to handle in performing his job. He's big shot. He could have been he's, one yeah. more step of level of security. Yep, he's a big shot and he's anti-gun. He shouldn't have to do that. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, folks. We'll be back after the break. The Keltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? 
Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off its next level training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com. And be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Uh, Earl, uh, I, th- I think we covered Alec Baldwin good. Did we cover Alec Baldwin enough? We got we got any more tips we want to leave the folks with? No, I, I, I was rushed there at the end. I'll just go over real quick. Uh, I, I, I hold Alec Baldwin myself. Uh, I, I give him a little responsibility. I feel he should have done his due diligence as uh, a good actor, you know, like Keanu Reeves. Go get some training on how to handle firearms just so he could have been another level of safety and security for the firearms that he was handling and doing his job as an actor. You know, Keanu Reeves went and t- trained with uh, some notable firearms trainers for months before doing any of the uh, John Wick movies. And as the John Wick, more and more John Wick movies were coming along, he continued his training. He didn't just say, all right, I've, I've, I've spent an hour and a half with you. I know what I'm doing. He spent days upon days on a range for months at a time before the first time the camera rolled. So he, he was familiar with the firearms he's handling. And it, like I said, at bare minimum, he's another level of safety on set for everybody involved. Yeah, you know, and we've seen that with um, Will Smith also. Remember the video of them standing around the prop table and somebody picks up a firearm and, uh, and, and kind of just floats the gun around and waves it around the room and Will smacks it out of his hand and clears it and puts it down. So that's, uh, there are some out there that definitely take it seriously. And, uh, and, and, and there should be others out there that do that as well. But, again, like, you know, Earl, he, he's this, uh, this Baldwin, anti-gun attitude, right? What do I need to go get firearm training for? I'm anti-gun. These are just props. They're just props. I don't need to know anything about them. I don't need to respect them. See what happens? Don't respect it. People dead and other wounded. Just like that. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's move on to Captain Florida. I want to talk about, uh, uh, you know, Captain Florida. And I know this is not a gun-related story, but what this is is a freedom-related story. Uh, and, and, and we are so fortunate um, that... Uh, uh, you know, to have a to have a governor like uh, Governor DeSantis had a friend of mine who was up in in uh, New York a week ago, two weeks ago, was there was explaining to somebody that had not been to one of the one of those street festivals in New York in many years, and 
And the guy said, well, where, 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 where are you from? And, and my friend obviously had a New York accent. And he said, well, I'm from here, but now I live in Florida. And uh, this other guy from Florida had been, been there his whole life, you could tell. Probably never been out of that borough before. Um, just yells, I love your freaking governor. You know, so we, we are <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> everywhere around the, uh, around the, the country. They're, they're, they're loving on uh, Captain Florida, Governor DeSantis. Um, well, Earl, as, as, as uh, you know, I know, and, and a lot of people that we talk to out there, that Governor DeSantis is very, very pro-liberties, right? Pro-freedoms, pro-liberties. And when we started the, the lock, remember Earl, two weeks for the lockdown, by the way. We just need to flatten the curve. Two weeks, two weeks, we're going to flatten the right. curve. Um, I think we got to three weeks, right? And the feds had pushed it back um, four weeks. Uh, and this was clearly, you could see the uh, the the liberals, uh, you know, pushing back against Trump, trying to take the power away from him, trying to ruin his chances at reelection. Uh, you know, huge design, folks, if you ever stop and look at it. Anyway, um, DeSantis said, we're done. Yeah, we're done. We're back. We're out. We're out. And I think we spent three or four weeks in it in Florida, and that was it. Uh, and we've been back to mostly normal since then. The places we haven't been mostly normal, though, are the five or six liberal counties we have in Florida. Um, one of them, Earl, unfortunately, you and I happen to live in. <laughs> and so um, yeah. we, get, we get to deal with some of this nonsense. Well, our, uh, uh, and, and I guess yes. to, just to our, give you a little... county mayor is doing his best attempt to turn us liberal... Uh, to give you a little bit of the background on him, we'll, we'll just spend this segment with it. Um, the uh, our, our mayor is our former sheriff, who was the former city police chief. Okay, um, he is married to the woman that was former police chief after him. She is now a U.S. Congressperson. Uh, that's Val Demings, uh, and if you recall, uh, Earl and I know this because we live here. But if you're from around the country, you don't that uh, she ran twice for Congress and, and was not even close to election until we had uh, some um, uh, redistricting, shall we call it? Uh, and the redistricting uh, created a much higher population minority district for her, and she was finally able to win. Um, I'm sorry, it's, it was, it's gerrymandering at its finest is what it was. They designed a district for her to win, and she was able to ride in on uh, Obama's second uh, coattails there. Um, horrible, horrible, by the way. Um, anyway, the two of them were just these liberal powerhouses, uh, or, or attempting to be liberal powerhouses. And if you recall, she was one of the prosecutors in the Trump impeachment as well. That's how deep this goes. Their, their plight, their, excuse me, their fight against conservatives. The governor here has said there shall be no mandates, no mandates for masks. There shall be no mandates for vaccinations. Uh, we will not be doing that in Florida. This mayor has said, uh, his name's Demings also, Jerry Demings, he has said uh, all of the county employees shall have vaccinations or they shall be fired. Well, luckily he doesn't control the sheriff's office. The sheriff is an independent agency under the county, and so the sheriff's office does not come under him. However, the fire department and the corrections bureau does come under him. So we're starting to see some of these heroes some of these people that have been combating this the whole time, right? The medical professionals, those in the jails that have been that have been nothing but praised as COVID heroes. Well, now now they're the sheriff, excuse me, the mayor told them they had to get their vaccination, and he said, "When remember when he came out with the policy two months ago? Nobody's ever going to lose their job about this, Earl. 
Nobody. And now, yeah. now, they're, uh-huh. now there's a deadline, and, and they're losing jobs. What they did, folks, was they fired a fire chief, one of the fire chiefs, uh, a battalion chief. Eh, of, of a thousand-man agency, the guy's probably like number 10 in the agency, okay? Um, but they didn't fire him, Earl. If you, if you watch the semantics of this, they didn't fire him for not taking the vaccine. He's the highest-ranking member of the agency that refused to take the vaccine. So they put him in charge of disciplining all the others that didn't take the vaccine and said, you have to go discipline them. 80% or 88% of the agency's gotten it. The other 12%, you're in charge of disciplining them. And he said, I won't do it. It's immoral. It's unethical. It's illegal. I won't do it. So they fired him for insubordination for not firing the other people and disciplining them. So they, ah, so they can, yeah, they, they yeah. didn't fire him for not taking a vaccine. They fired him from not doing what he was told. Exactly. Exactly right. They told him to discipline the others and he said, I will not do it. So he got fired. It quickly made news, a lawsuit and the police and uh, the, the joint public service union fired, uh, or excuse me, filed a lawsuit. Um, I think it took less than 24 hours for the governor to be standing here next to this fired police chief, or excuse me, fire chief, battalion chief. Um, and he said, we will not stand for this. The state of Florida is joining this lawsuit against this county mayor. Um, you know, you've taken a hero uh, and now you're grandstanding politically, uh, you know, for your own personal gain and you, and you fired him. Um, by the way, I'm calling the Florida legislation back into session, emergency sex session next week, so we can pass another law that says there shall be no vaccines mandated by the counties, the cities, or any sub-entity under Florida, and there should be no penalties if the people do not take the vaccinations. And, and Earl, you know what? Because I know this governor, you know what he's going to write in there? He's going to write in there, and if you do force anybody to do this, the governor can remove you from office. Because, folks, let me tell you what this governor's done so far, and you know this. He's removed a sheriff from office. He's removed two supervisors of elections from office. He's removed two uh, state attorneys from office. He will come in and yank your butt out in the name of the Constitution. And, And this mayor here, Earl, what did the mayor say when confronted by the governor? I've got plenty of taxpayer money to use to defend this. Yep, he said or something to that effect. Yeah, he said he said we will defend this, and we, that's what he meant. We use the county's money. He said bring it on. Well, he just one minute. He just bringed it on to the wrong person, Earl. <laughs> that's 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 what's going to happen. So, folks, watch Florida this week and watch the governor here fight for freedoms and. Listen, you know where this guy's going, okay? He's here in Florida for now for the next two years, maybe six years, but he's national property after that. We know that. Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio, hour number one. Stick around. we got more for you after the break. Until then, exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you're not, and if you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. The Kel-Tec Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity, 
turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio. And stand at attention when I'm talking. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! It's Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. Concealed carry, gun safety, the law, the latest gear, and more. You'll get it all right here. Connect with the guys at armsroomradio.com. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. My name is Mike. I'll be uh, facilitating the uh, the remaining hour of the program here. Uh, we promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. I do not do this program by myself, though. On my right is the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. How is the drive going, sir? For those that are just joining us the second hour of the program, I know as some of you do, uh, Earl is in the uh, the Mobile Maxi Studios. He's on the on the way back from a uh, an extra long run today. Yes, uh, going well, going well, uneventful. Very good. That's so the best that's kind of time on the road. Boring is good. Yeah, boring is good. Just enough, just enough things to see, so it doesn't slow traffic down. That's what you want. Exactly. Maybe a couple of new uh, billboards on the side of the road. Uh, you know, that's about it. You know, Earl, I, well, you probably know this because you are a, one of them uh, truck driving guys. Um, there's plenty of states out there where on the interstates, whether it be the turnpike or the, uh, the, the I-state, the interstate, there are no billboards. Uh, they've been uh, outlawed because they say they're a distraction to traffic. Yes, yes, there's quite a few. Uh, fortunately, the route I take normally, uh, it's a lot more rural, so I naturally, uh, just because there's not that many people out there, there aren't that many billboards, and a lot of my other drivers, uh, co-workers, complain about the route I've, I'm on, that they, uh, they say, ah, it's boring, there's nothing out there on that highway to look at. Uh, me personally, I, I rather enjoy it. I'm looking for wildlife, 
uh, you know, see if there, you know, see how many deer I can see alongside of the road. That's true. Uh, I've seen some uh, wild hogs alongside of the road. Quite a few different things to look at if you know what you're looking for. Have you seen the skunk ape? No, I have not. Not seen the skunk ape. Good answer. Been looking, but Good I answer. haven't seen him yet. I'm always looking. I'm always looking. And if I see him, I, 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 I might not see him. You know what I'm saying? So. You don't want to be that. Exactly. You're to be that guy that says you you saw the five foot Florida monk, uh, um, uh, Bigfoot. You know, so that's it. No, not me, not me. But I'm always looking. You know, you never you, you never want to step on that when you're taking the trash out late at night. You know, that's def- definitely not what you exactly. want to run across. You know, yeah, it'd be a situation. You know, and say, you know, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. No, I didn't see nothing. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, let's see. Let's see where we're gonna roll right into. Let's uh, let's talk a little. Let, let, you know what? Because this might go a little bit. Let's talk about uh, the shooting out in New Mexico. Uh, I, I want to jump into a story. I know we normally do a do the banter thing, but we got about five minutes left, so let's take time, uh, folks. Uh, for those of you that have not seen this video, uh, there's a. I think it's New Mexico too. Is there an Arizona? Now I'm curious because of the other. I think it might be Arizona, Earl. I'm sorry. I, might, I may have misquoted it, folks. I apologize. It's a border state between uh, uh, California and Texas. How about that? How about that? It's either New Mexico or Arizona that it occurred in. Uh, convenience store robbery gone bad is what it was. Uh, you have a... Uh, it keeps referring to him as a, a retired Marine. Um, unless, Earl, he's, uh, he's really wearing it well for his age or he's an early medical retirement I'm going to say she's probably more of a former Marine than a retired Marine because he, he does not appear to have had a, uh, a 20 year service at this point. Um, hey, maybe he did. Hey, maybe uh, this, he maybe this guy got, uh, mid, late thirties, maybe early forties. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this guy got, uh, got, got, got wounded and got, got, uh, you know, a full retirement. I, I, I don't know. But, uh, if I, if I screw up and say former Marine instead of retired Marine, uh, all apologies. It's, there's no, there's no harm meant. Um, what, what you're looking at, folks, uh, the, the, the visual, to give you a little theater of the mind for those that have not seen this video, um, I want you to, you're, you're a camera directly across from the main door as it comes in, double glass door, you're your standard kind of uh, uh, you know, your convenience store, right? The, the camera is probably, I would guess, uh, maybe in the middle of the store or designed such a way, Earl, where it's sitting, looking directly at the uh, the front doors, okay, and it might be fifteen or twenty feet in tops. It's not all the way on the backside, but it's a bird's eye view from the right hand side inside the store. You see the marine start to walk towards the door. Civilian clothes. He's got a he's got a nice uh, I don't know, it's a good six inch drop on the beard. Earl, what do you think? Yeah, close to it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's respectable. Yeah, he's got, respectable. He's got a respectable beard, you know, and it uh, appears to be uh, a, a darker colored beard, you know. So that's why that, maybe that's where I'm making my age uh, guesstimation on. Um, he is uh, he's wearing uh, you know cargo shorts and a t shirt. Looks like uh, in in the right hand he has a your, your standard uh, you know plastic t shirt bag right with uh, uh, one or two items in it. Uh, I could see on the left hand uh, it's either. Uh, a watch or a wristband or a bracelet or, or, or something on his left left wrist, okay? Uh, and, and I say this because um, all actions took place with his left hand. 
and it appears as though he's right-handed from the way he's carrying his merchandise and the way he's wearing this bracelet watch, whatever it is, on the left wrist. Um, from almost directly in front of the camera and then off to the left, you see three Utes, right? Utes, I think they were 16, 17 years old. You see three Utes come in the door. Now they're, Earl, I, uh, I bet you the biggest one of them weighs a weighs buck 40, maybe? Buck 50, from what I could see? Maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, and that's if those sweats... They're, 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 the, all the, of them were very, very slim, slim build. Yep. Um, they're uh, all wearing dark clothing. Uh, of course, they have masks on, right? Because, you know, they're, they're so uh, concerned about the COVID. Uh, and they come in. As they come in the door, this Marine is looking off to the right. All right? He's looking off to the right. Um, as they come through the door, his head moves forward. He follows them through. They, they start to come through. The, the guy in the front has a gun, but we don't know it at this point. You can't see it. It's either down in the pocket, behind the leg, whatever it happens to be. As he gets to about parallel with the Marine, his, the bad guy's right arm comes up, and he's facing directly towards the Marine. The Marine's still kind of half-facing the other way because he's moving towards the door. The bad guy raises the firearm up. And Earl, I'm telling you, I don't think, what's his name, uh, um, uh, Jim Z- Zaminga or, or, or Jerry Micklick could have moved as fast One as this minute. guy moved. Um, when, when that gun got raised up just to the point, and you could see the moment the Marines' eyes lit me a contact on that gun, there was zero hesitation. There was... The Marine extending his left arm, grabbing the gun from underneath, forcing it into the air, taking the bad guy down. Looked like he rode him down like a, like a boogie board, okay? <laughs> you know, he just, he just went down on him. Um, and when the bad guy, the other two bad guys saw this, um, they moved nearly as fast as the Marine to get the hell out of there. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. And he followed with a nice right, right punch, too. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Folks, uh, stick around and we got more. We'll give you a little more on the story when we get back from the break. The Keltec PMR 30 is no run of the mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30 round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Ever want to accessorize your tactical rifle? Then you want the tactical excellence of GunTech USA. GunTech, a family-owned and operated manufacturer of tactical accessories for AR-15, AR-10, and AK-47 style rifles. For nearly three decades, GunTech USA has been producing the finest quality pistol grips, rail systems, scope mounts, slings, compensators, flash hiders, handguards, iron sights, and more. Check online at GunTechUSA.com to see their vast selection of parts and accessories and to locate a dealer near you. Whether you do your own gunsmithing or you have it done, when customizing your tactical rifle, insist on tactical excellence. Insist on GunTech USA parts. GunTech, a proud supporter of the Second Amendment and friends of Arms Room Radio. Check them out online today at GunTechUSA.com. That's G-U-N-T-E-C-U-S-A.com. GunTech USA, defining tactical excellence for over 26 years. 
Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love bourbon? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love whiskey? Boundary Oak Distillery. Do you love America? Boundary Oak Distillery. Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong. Boundary Oak Distillery. Located in the hills of central Kentucky, Boundary Oak Distillery is the first licensed distillery in Hardin County since Prohibition. Boundary Oak Distillery. Boundary Oak Distillery is a proud supporter of military service members and their families. Boundary Oak Distillery. Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery and where you can get some at BoundaryOakDistillery.com. That's BoundaryOakDistillery.com. Boundary Oak Distillery. One minute. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday night special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the magswag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Before we went to the break... Earl and I were talking to you about uh, the, uh, the the shooting out in the convenience store in New Mexico, uh, and uh, we were giving you a little little play by play, a little theater of the mind, uh, and we were we had just described to you how the uh, the young the, the man, the marine, the former marine, retired marine, had no hesitation whatsoever. Took Earl took left hand. As the gun comes up from the right, from the from uh, uh, below his eyesight, um, on his left side, uh, the firearm comes up. There's zero reaction. There's no, hey, what do I see? What do I do now? Kind of thought process at all. Did you see any hesitation at all? No, no, none at all. As, as soon as he identified the firearm in the in the criminal's hand, it, he brought his left hand up got as much control of the firearm itself that he could in the suspect's hand, and then, again, without dropping his little T-shirt plastic bag of groceries, brought it up with a right cross to the suspect's face and rode him to the ground. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty. It was pretty to watch. I, I can tell you, listen, uh, folks, uh, looking at this guy, this is a Marine that's either... Uh, um, 
practice, 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 train, 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 and probably plenty of time doing it, um, going to door to door, house to house in a place like uh, Iraq or Afghanistan. Um, and when you come through a doorway or when you come around a corner, there is no there is no reaction time. There is definitely not any time to move backwards away from a threat. Uh, in those small confined areas, in those close quarter co- combat areas, the only way to survive it is to is to advance through the threat. Is, is what you do. You advance through the threat, and that's what he did, Earl. As soon as it was there, he went through the threat. He didn't back up to try and create distance, because um, you can't do that in a mud hut or in an old brick building that's no more than eight, ten feet wide in the room you're going in, and there might be a spider hole with a PKM in there. You must advance through the threat, and that's what he did without that moment's hesitation. And uh, it, was, uh, it was refreshing to see it on camera. That was nice. Yeah, I would say his, his, his actions were so quick that it was not a reaction. It was a reflex. Correct. Yeah, there was no reaction. Yeah, this was just reflex. That's a, that's a very good, very good uh, uh, description of, of what happened there. Yeah, um, yeah. The other two guys, Earl. I think uh, um, now they had a reaction. Um, they're probably in their pants as they ran away because they they did not count on that happening. Oh no, <laughs> that's uh, and uh, that's stereotypical of, of most criminals. As soon as they meet the slightest amount of resistance, they they beat feet the other direction. They sure did. They sure did. And I know that the, uh, uh, from what I saw from the story, the, the, the guy that was ridden to the ground like a boogie board there, um, he did not give up the names of the other two. They believe they're juveniles. But I'm, I'm betting, listen, and anybody that can follow a trail of poop is going to be able to find those two because they, uh, they, sure they sure as heck defecated themselves when that happened right in front of them. Yeah, they won't have to track them down. They can smell them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, as long as you don't have the COVID, right? Because you lose your smelling, right? Exactly. So you don't. You don't want that exactly. to happen. Um, let's see. Let's see. So that was uh, that was good to see. Good to see. And uh, the points here, folks, are uh, listen. Always, always maintain that situa- situational awareness, right? Um, Earl, that's what this guy did. You know, he 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 was watching one side of the room. Others are coming in. He starts to scan that side of the room. Um, listen, for all I know, Earl, and I have not seen said otherwise, uh, he might have been, you know, had a firearm. He might have had a concealed firearm, but it was not the choice that he made. You know, the reflex action would have been to, uh, you know, lunge forward as he did rather than stop, pause, turn, draw firearm because that would have given the bad guy more time. What he did, obviously, was the correct answer, but I don't know that he wasn't caring, but that would always be my recommendation for you, for everybody, right? I mean, to to make sure you have you get some training and then make sure you're carrying, right? Anything you can think of else, Earl, that oh, you'd recommend? No, nothing else uh, that I can think of. I mean, he he pretty much uh, handled the, the, the surveillance of the situation as best he could. I mean, a lot of people might want to complain and, you know, and, and knock him down saying that he let the bad guy get that close that, as he did. Uh, unfortunately, that's, that's human nature. You're, you're going you're gonna to lax every now and then. And maybe he did a mistake in, in laxing that way. But if he, if he did, I'm not, even, I'm not saying he did, but even if somebody is saying he did, he corrected that situation and he compensated wonderfully 
it was it was again yeah it was uh it was beautiful it was great it's the kind of thing that uh, training videos are going to be showing or training instructors are going to be showing for for quite some time uh that's that's for sure so that's uh that's good news there let's see what else we got i want to cover before because we got major bill next segment who will be with us um you you know and and, um I'll, i'll hit you with this one earl the uh in florida the sheriff of pinellas county is bob gultieri um and folks if you remember we uh for many years bob gultieri was one of the anti-gun sheriffs uh part of a liberal community and uh any chance he got to take on uh private firearm ownership uh, he did it's always the gun's fault is where this guy would come to rest well he was one of the sheriffs appointed to the Parkland Shooting Commission. Now, you remember after that was done, the governor appointed the Parkland Shooting Commission to go down there and examine what happened and figure out um, what could have been done differently. What could have changed, you know, 17 people being killed, 17 people being, uh, uh, being wounded. Now, Oh, you and I both know we talk about this anytime it comes up. Um, it, you know, the number one reason that happened is because of the the sheriff down there failed to do anything the 27 times this guy came, came in contact with law, as well as the FBI, who knew the guy was bad news and never took him off the buy a gun list. Um, so the this sheriff went down there, and, and after looking at everything and having everything presented, this sheriff, I don't know that he became pro-gun Earl, but he's no longer anti-gun. Uh, and I know this because there's a story out of Pinellas County in St. Petersburg where a, uh, uh, a police officer in St. Petersburg uh, was confronted by uh, an armed robbery suspect. Uh, there was a shooting. The police officer's okay. The bad guy, uh, juvenile, was shot in the abdomen. Looks like that person's going to live. Well, the sheriff's agency and task force uh, is the one that is investigating the shooting. And this is common. You'll get uh, you'll get a shooting in one agency, and you'll get another big agency or, or a team of uh, people from different agencies that are asked to come investigate the shooting just to make sure everything's above board and transparent. Nobody's trying to hide anything. Uh, Earl, so I'm reading through this story, waiting for the shoe to drop, waiting for Sheriff Gutierrez to tell me how bad guns are, uh, and 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 I'm thinking, you know, it's only, I'm sure this is only a temporary solution in his brain. This whole, uh, you know, he's no longer an anti-gun guy. Well, it turns out the gun that the bad guy had here in this armed robbery shooting, Earl was um, was stolen from somebody's car, and I thought, here it comes, here it comes. And Sheriff Gultieri says, folks, you need to secure your firearms when you're not using them. Don't leave them in vehicles because then bad guys can take them. And, and Earl, I almost fell out of my chair. That's what he said. He, wow. He, this was a guy before, Earl, and you remember this, who would have been all over that person, all over that firearm owner. You know, he would have been calling for that firearm owner to be charged with the crime. For being charged with the being responsible for the police officer shooting, this guy's come full 180 on firearms ownership, and I think that's amazing. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Done a nice. Glad to hear he's finally realized. You know, criminals 
are responsible for criminal activity, not law-abiding gun owners. Yeah, and that's what he said. He said when he looked at the Parkland shooting, the only way to prevent that shooting from occurring was to have good guys with guns inside. One minute. Good guys with guns. That's what it took. Whether that was teachers, and that's what he's recommending now for the teachers to be armed and trained, uh, or to have more law enforcement at the schools, not less, not defund, and to have teachers that teachers that already carry, folks. Teachers, maybe they were prior law enforcement, maybe they were prior military. Nobody's forcing teachers to carry guns. It is the recommendation of him was there should have been armed people in there to protect our children. The same way there's fire extinguishers and hydrants in there to protect against fires. So. Folks, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from magswag.com studios. Stick around. We'll be back after the break. Forty kilometers northwest of Kandahar, Afghanistan, at a remote desert military base. Hey, Mike. Yes. Video games. I'm going to... Assume Earl's not going to do uh, the uh, Fallen Heroes since he's driving. Um, well, that's he's always pre-recorded. We always play his pre-record section there. He never does that live. There are toothbrushes, shaving cream, body wipes, and shampoo. Or do you mean is he going to be on during this segment? Okay. Did you send that file to us? It's the same one you played last week. Or the, the week before. It's the one we always use. Today, it's just one of the ways the USO... Earl has never done that live in seven years. ...and the American people. People just like you. Okay. Visit us at USO.org. It's probably with the music, embedded with the music. comes home. Okay, so it's on your side, right? No. You have to play it. That's the one where you turn it down after the music starts. It plays like three or four notes. That's the same file where Earl's talking. And I remember... Okay, got it. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, that I got. Okay, okay. All right, I, sorry. Okay. After surgery, and I was on a lot of pain medicine. What's going to happen next, and how long am I going to be here? The Wounded Warrior Project dropped off a backpack for me, and it had everything in there that I could possibly have needed at that time. Peer visitors, people who have been where I had been before, said, "Look, bro." Major Bill is on hold. Awesome, thank you. Now, you'll be fine. That type of thing is an invaluable service. To be honest, I don't know if I would be as well adjusted as I am now if it wasn't for them. You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Mag Swag Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the MagSwag.com studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl. The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by MaxLawOrlando.com. Marine Lance Corporal Jordan S. Bastine died October 23, 2011, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Bastine, 19, of Pekin, Illinois, was assigned to the 3rd Battalion, 7th Marine Regiment, 1st Marine Division, 1st Marine Expeditionary Force, 29 Palms, California. 
Lance Corporal Bastine was killed in action while conducting combat operations in the Helmand Province, Afghanistan. Hundreds of people across Tazewell County in central Illinois came out of homes and businesses to line the roads as Lance Corporal Bastine's body was escorted home by a convoy of dozens of motorcycles, cars, and trucks. Many more stood along the highway and roadways with signs and flags. Lance Corporal Bastine was a 2010 graduate of Pekin High School and enlisted shortly after graduating. Marine Lance Corporal Jordan S. Bastine, you are not forgotten. If you or a family member or a friend have any legal issues whatsoever, feel free to give me a call at 407-480-2179 or on my cell at 407-467-4960, and I will do everything I can to see if you can get the answers you need for your friends or family or yourself to whatever your legal issue is. Thank you, Kevin. Folks, if uh, you want to hear somebody on the Fallen Hero segment that you uh, – Family member, read the books, on the movies, you just let us know. You reach out to us. It would be an honor to do so. Uh, hey, on the line with us today, we have the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of the program. Please welcome back to the show, Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing this week? Woohoo! Doing just ducky, sir. How about yourself? Just well, you know, it's, it's been a rough week uh, for South Florida law enforcement, uh, in, and it has been around the country, but particularly uh, so down here. We've, uh, we lost uh, two officers in Broward County from the state of Hollywood. Uh, one officer was uh, murdered by a suspect while on a suspicious incident call. Uh, and tragically, the second one, a uh, 20-year veteran, for reasons unknown, decided that he could no longer uh, deal with uh, whatever demons he was dealing with and took his own life. Uh, so we had two in Broward, and just a, a day or two ago, we had uh, two officers in uh, Miami-Dade County with the uh, city of Doral uh, Police Department. Uh, two officers were shot and wounded. Uh, after uh, responding to a disturbance call. Uh, and, you know, one's in, in serious condition, the other one's stable, uh, but they were able to uh, uh, put the bad guy into a, uh, a permanent nap box. Uh, so we, we won't be dealing with, with that issue. That's... Uh, also, another very uh, emotional issue down here in South Florida was that uh, we all, uh, Nicholas Cruz from the uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas uh, massacre pleaded guilty, uh, and it's now going to go to the penalty phase where a jury will decide his fate, whether he will spend the rest of his life in prison or he will be sentenced uh, to death by lethal injection. So uh, a lot's been going on. A lot's been going on down here. I, I got to tell you, you know, the uh, the normally we, we see that all the time, and we, and we would... Uh, Pay respects to it. We ha- I have not seen any of the shootings or the deaths of law enforcement officers down there at all, and it's not like there's been anything else that major in the news cycle. We did see the 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 Nicholas Cruz one, and uh, I, the only part of that that I you know obviously that I that paid attention to was that his pleading guilty included no deals. That uh, like you just said, uh, death penalty still on the table. Yes, yes, it is. Um, 
But you know that that's a that's a defense strategy uh, for them doing that. So it's uh, hopefully that's going to play on the consciousness of the uh, of the jury members that he is taking responsibility for his actions, and hopefully that will steer them away from uh, in the defense's hopes uh, steer them away from the uh, the death penalty. Listen, uh, you know, I, I'm I am perfectly willing to uh, I'm perfectly willing to let them show him some leniency, and they could give him 16 life sentences and just one death sentence. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's it's all, it's all about fairness. It's all about fairness. <laughs> uh, so you know, you do for one, you do for all. Exactly. But we'll we'll see how that plays out, and. No, um, yeah, maybe that's uh, for the for the officers, uh, Hollywood officer. We can. Uh, uh, I'll get that information to you. Maybe we can. Uh, yeah. We can put that into the rotation for yes. the fallen heroes. For sure. For sure. For sure. What else? So, what else goes on in the uh, the world of law enforcement, the world of Florida today? Well, you know, it's Mike and I. You, you and I were talking uh, talking this week, and I said, you know, um, Florida man has been awfully quiet, <laughs> and. You know anything about law enforcement or emergency services? You never say the Q word uh, <laughs> and expect it to stay that way. Well, I I kind of had a lapse in judgment, and uh, a story came across my news feed, and of course, once I read the headline, to it, you'll understand. And it says, "Handcuffed Florida man steals police car, leads for for seventy miles." <laughs> you know. It, that just jumps out and grabs you. What, what's Florida man done now? Yeah, there well, you go. So I look into the story, and uh, it's it's uh, someplace that you know Florida man is is infiltrating the the, the United States. And if you know where Rollins, Wyoming is, uh, it's about halfway between Cheyenne and Salt Lake City, which means it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, the Florida man is facing a slew of charges from. Uh, the Rollins Police Department, uh, after he led them on two back-to-back pursuits. Not just one, <laughs> but two. So how does this happen? Well, the first one was, according to the Rollins Police Department, they attempted to conduct a traffic stop on Mr. James Estes, uh because it had no visible tag or registration while he's on a motorcycle. Right. Uh, and most, you've seen the videos out there, guys and gals and cycles think that, well, I can just outrun the cops, uh, and he took off and led them on a pursuit, uh, which they he finally, uh, you know, refused to pull over, but at some point decided to ditch the motorcycle and take off running on foot. Oh, well, much better. Yeah, much better choice. He deployed yeah. a, uh, a Mark One Mod Zero fur missile uh, <laughs> along that foot pursuit, and he was apprehended, and he took, it was taken into custody. Uh, or into custody, I'm sorry, not talking like that. Uh, but according to the news story, this was only halftime. Right. Because while Estes was in the back of the patrol car, and the officers were probably standing around congratulating themselves, and what a great oh, job. Good job, good job, uh, good job. Yeah, good job. They forgot to close the center partition. Oh. Uh, so Mr. Estes squeezed himself through, or first he got the handcuffs in front of him, uh, then he squeezed himself through, and took off in the marked Rollins police uh, squad car. <laughs> oh, boy. And 
oh, the boy. pursuit was back on. Yep. Yeah. So now he led them on another high-speed pursuit uh, for a total of 70 miles. The Wyoming State uh, Highway Patrol got involved. Uh, he lost control of the police vehicle and crashed it. And wasn't done yet because we're only in the quarter. <laughs> so he bailed up and starts running on foot uh, where he was eventually uh, captured again. So he's facing a whole bunch of charges, including theft of a police vehicle, uh, fleeing, eluding, possession of a controlled substance, because, you know, why throw the drugs out of your pocket at some point? Let's just keep them in there. Because um, I'm trying to get away. <laughs> probably wasn't his pants. Yeah. What if I get so, away, you know? <laughs> can't blame him for that. Oh, boy. Boy. So, so we, uh, you know, Florida man goes out there. You know, it, it, it's one thing to get chased by the cops, but to do it twice. In one minute. Only, in a, uh, off, uh, only a Florida man can do that. Hey, you listen, Florida. That's Florida man spreading his love all around the country. So that's a, that's a, that's a good thing. I mean, uh, this guy, that's that's Florida man determination. That's it. So that's about all I could say about it. I guess. Uh, let me. Uh, I will say this. So uh, because your Florida man's on the loose down there, I need for you, sir, and all of uh, your associates to to take care of yourselves and be safe. Absolutely. And all my brothers and sisters, remember wear your best, wear your seatbelt, and watch the stick. Voice the Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the MagFlag.com studios. The guys will see you right after the break. The Keltec PMR-30 is no run-of-the-mill 22 Magnum lightweight pistol, not with its unique hybrid blowback system and 30-round magazine. So when you get a rush from that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, brace yourself. There's 29 more. Innovation. Performance. Keltec. See more at keltecweapons.com. Hey everyone, this is Mike from Arms Room Radio. Do you have a CERT SIRT laser training pistol? If you don't have a CERT laser training pistol from Next Level Training, then you're wrong and probably ISIS. But you don't have to take my word for it, but you better listen to what Major Bill has to say. This is Major Bill, the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of Arms Room Radio. Do you want to get your daily trigger pulls in? The CERT laser training pistol is how you get your daily trigger pulls in. Get one now at nextleveltraining.com or you're just not a real American. That's nextleveltraining.com. Tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. America! Thank you for calling Next Level Training. This is Jen. How can I help you today? Hi, Jen. This is Mike. Is this the home of the Next Level Training CERT SIRT training pistol? It sure is. Jen, do you have military discounts? Of course. How about law enforcement discounts? Law enforcement and military always receive 20% off of Next Level Training. Wow, that's awesome. What about if I'm an instructor? We also have specific packages designed exactly for instructors. Jen, what if I want to buy a lot of them all at once? Yeah, we offer volume pricing. Are the CERT pistols made in America? Right here in Washington State. Do the CERT pistols have a warranty? All of our CERT training pistols come with a one-year warranty. How can I purchase one? You can purchase one online anytime at nextleveltraining.com, or you can purchase one over the phone with me. Jen, can you answer one last question for me? Yeah. Will you go to the prom with me? Not a chance. Thanks for calling, though. If you want your very own CERT SIRT training pistol, just go to nextleveltraining.com. That's nextleveltraining.com, and be sure to tell them the guys from Arms Room Radio sent you. (laughs) 
You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the MagSwag Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the magswag.com studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the magswag.com studios. Last segment, Earl, here we go, rounding it out, coming around the back side. Got just a, just a quarter lap to go. Here we go, here we go. Um, let's see, let's see. That was good having Major Bill on. That's uh, How about that Florida man, huh? He, uh, he got tired of... Messing with Florida cops, decided to go mess with Wisconsin cops, or excuse me, uh, uh, Wyoming cops. Good. Yeah, right. Give let him break. Let, let him go do it up there for a while. Exactly right. Uh, let's see. Um, Shot show, Earl is the last thing I think I wanted to I wanted to cover. I wanted to you know, have a conversation with you, with everybody else out there listening. Uh, you know, this is uh, this is a, uh, a one that I think that's pretty important. Um, you know, Earl, you and I just got back from the, the Concealed Carry Expo, the USCCA's Concealed Carry Expo and Training Expo out in Fort Worth. That was, uh, what, about three weeks ago now and uh, had a really good time. Really good time. I mean, uh, it's not a huge event. It's a couple hundred vendors, you know, only maybe maybe one or two of the, maybe, big, yeah. the big ones, you know. Um, but it's a good indicator, uh, at least that's how we were talking while we were there, it's a good indicator of what's to come. All right, because this is really the first one that had been put back together since the COVID started. We've lost, you know, two NRAs. We've lost, you know, a, a shot show, right? Um, so it was really, uh, really difficult. So um, it was, you know, to not have those events. So this is the first one that's that's come back around. Uh, if you recall, Sig was there. Sig Sauer was there at the event in in uh, Texas three weeks ago. Since then, SIGS put out a statement yes. that says that they are not going to attend SHOT Show because of their concerns for their employees. And I said, uh, I said, well, that doesn't sound right. I mean, we just saw them. I mean, we literally just within a week, two weeks ago, we just saw them. And, and we talked to the bosses and we talked to the workers and nobody had that had that issue at all. Um and uh, you know, I made made a couple phone calls, do some talking to people, and 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 you find out that Sig right now is uh, or Earl they they really don't have anything new to come out. Okay, they've released all of their new stuff, and it's a good series. It's a good three sixty five series out there right now that's going around. Uh, different versions of that. They've got nothing new. They've got nothing uh, earth shattering that's going to come out in uh, January. Sig has also done a good job over the COVID. Like many others, they've made a bunch of money. Right. And guess how much money they've had to spend on advertising, Earl? Uh, yeah, yeah, Zero. Yeah, exactly right. Because everybody was banging down the doors for whatever. So here's the impression I'm getting from the SIG people. Is that we're not coming to SHOT Show because we've already made our nut. But the excuse we're going to use is COVID. And I think that's chicken stuff. I think that's that's lying and that's being deceitful. And I think... That you need to that Sig needs to clarify what's going on, because what they're going to end up doing is influencing the rest of the people that attend Shot Show, um, and 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 there was other concerns immediately after Sig's announcement of whether Shot Show is going to happen or not, uh, and the rumor began to flow about masks and vaccinations, 
and that it was going to be locked down because of masks and vaccinations and that immediately started to turn other people away from coming to SHOT Show. So here's what I did. Oh, and by the way, 100,000 of your closest relatives in the shooting, hunting, outdoor trade show. And that's not just those in the show. If you're in the industry, right? If you're an instructor, if you're, in first res- if you're a first responder, you can, everybody can get in. Right? The only person that can't get in is the guy who walks off the street looking to buy a gun. This is not the show for you. All right. So yes, getting in is restricted. May cost you 200 bucks to get in if you're law enforcement. But guess what? You can get in. Um, so here's what I'll say. Here's what I found. I called the National Shooting Sports Foundation. I talked to the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Okay. There, there's what they, I said, what's, what's your policy going to be for SHOT Show concerning mask and vaccinations? And they said, oh, we just released this uh, within the past day or two. And I said, yes, ma'am, I know. But there's been lots of other things being said out there. So I'm back to the source. What's going, what is, what is, what is NSSF's, the host and the, and the promoter for SHOT Show, what is your policy? She said, here's our official policy. That our partner at Geisley Triggers will be making 250,000 masks available for anybody that wants them. That's it. That's it. Earl, did you hear anything about mandatory? Cool. Did you hear anything about mandatory masks in that statement? No. There wasn't. I didn't hear anything. No. Did you hear anything about mandatory vaccinations in that statement? N- nothing. Nope. Nothing, nothing. Okay. So I called Convex, and I always say their name wrong, Covex Convex. Uh, For those that have ever been to an event center, that have ever been to a uh, convention hall, you know that the convention hall doesn't employ 90% of those employees that you see walking around a convention hall. 90% of them work for an invention hall manpower company, all right? And they, and they staff all sorts of conventions and shows all around the area and all around the region. So it's a body of employees that are trained in that type of event, ready to go. You can't just walk into the county convention hall and go, listen, this week we only have eight people working and next week we need 4,000. All right. So they have people on standby ready to go in those. You know, those are the ones wearing the yellow jerseys, Earl, that say event staff. Okay. They don't work for right. the they don't work for the convention hall and they don't work for the promoter. They are the staff that is hired to be the manpower. So I called them and said, "What's your policy going to be during Shot Show?" Talked to a lovely woman out there and she told me, "Our policy is going to be whatever NSSF's policy is." And I said, "Well, NSSF's policy is that they will be handing out 250,000 masks for whoever wants them." And she said, "That's our policy." I said, I'm curious, what about your employees? What's, what, 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 what policy are they going to be under? And she said, because we're employees and we're here in the state and under the governor's mandate as employees in the state, we're required to wear masks and make sure our employees are wearing masks. I said, what about convention goers? She said, sir, we're required to make sure our employees wear masks and that's it. Good to go. Yep. Good to go, right? Um, good. I called the Sands, good. the owner Sounds of the con- I called the Sands, the owner of the convention center. Talked to a woman there, and she said, um, "Nope, we've got nothing to do with that. We provide the facility. Our employees will be wearing masks. They have to, and we actually have vaccinations, but we have outs on them. But that's just for our employees. Um, whatever whatever NSSF is doing is whatever they're doing. We're here just to make sure the facility runs well. Okay." 
So I said, none, nice. of your, none of your employees going around being mass Nazis or enforcing it. Nope, not at all. So Earl, there's only one, there's only one thing I had to do left. I contacted LVMPD, right? I did ask for Grissom, but they said he was busy okay. in the lab. Yeah, they said Grissom was busy in the lab. I couldn't talk to him. So they, I just talked to the regular Las Vegas Metro PD, and then I talked to Clark County as well. And I said, guys, what's going on? What's the deal? What's the deal with masks? What are you guys doing in the city there? Uh, the, the governor's got the, you know, the, man, the mandate uh, uh, you know, for wearing masks. And this is what I was told by both agencies. The governor's mandate is a rule, and we only enforce laws, not rules. And I was like, "Nice, <laughs> nice." Uh, I, now they said, "Listen, if somebody gets into a fight over a mask, they would respond to that because it's still a fight, all right? But they're not there to make a mask decision; right, the they're there to piece. stop a fight, you know, uh, kind of thing." But but as far as Shot Show goes, there's not going to be any enforcement of masks uh, or any enforcement of uh, vaccinations for anybody attending at the Sands or doing that now. You go to some weird hotel and they got some weird rule, you need to check with that hotel. But as far as the show itself goes, this is going to be a good show. And as far as SIG goes, you guys need to get on the ball and figure out the real story because you're starting to influence others. And I'm telling you right now, I vote with my wallet and I just voted against SIG, okay? Because you're, you're trying to put a stop so to one of the industry help. standards. So that's so it. Mike, you're... You're telling me all these organizations and facilities and everything are giving the show attendee attendees, they're letting them exercise their liberty to make their own personal medical decision. That's exactly right. That's what I'm hearing from That's you? That's exactly right. Exactly right. Nice. Folks, uh, thanks for joining us this week. We hope we always bring you some entertainment or some information. Thanks for Major Bill for joining us. Thanks for our, 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 you know, a production crew, everybody that uh, that helps us out with the program uh, every week. Earl, thanks for calling in because I know it's a feat to uh, to try and do two jobs at one time, and that's exactly what he's been doing, folks. Uh, he's been uh, driving the big rig and been talking to you, helping you give uh, educate you on gun rights. Uh, and folks, until next week, please, please, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready, get ready. If you are ready, stay ready. And remember, keep your head on a swivel. Sub-2000 semi-automatic rifle is sure to arouse your curiosity, not just because it's foldable and adjustable, but because it can take most popular handgun magazines. So in that one millionth of a second, when innovation ignites performance, curiosity turns to pure adrenaline. Innovation. Performance. Keltech. See more at keltechweapons.com. If you carry concealed, how do you carry your backup magazine? On your belt? Loose in your pocket? Not at all? Snag Mag is the solution. It's the original concealed pocket magazine holster that looks like you're carrying a pocket knife. Concealed in plain sight and designed for a fast reload, you can be confident your backup ammo is exactly where you need it, when you need it. Find your holster today at snagmag.com. That's snagmag.com because there's no such thing as extra ammo. All right, that's it. Thanks, Mike. Awesome show. Thank you very much. Have a good week. Same to you. Bye.